0: what's poppin', everyone hope everyone has had a great start to the new year it's been a while since we've last uploaded an episode and this week we're going to bring it back with a nice touch on the topics of bear market job market are we in kind of a recession will that end is it even coming are we on the forefront of that i don't know there are many questions um, to to tackle so stay tuned all right, welcome
1: back to this week's episode. This week, actually not not even this week. So the last couple of weeks have been kind of rough in the market. I feel like we said this last time we came back from our little podcast break, mm-hmm. but yeah, we did. it's gotten worse. So, <laughs> um, so right now, like a lot of people are freaking out. A lot of people have been saying like we might be in a bear market or going into a bear market, you know, because I forget what the metric would be. But I think it was two weeks of like, consistent downtrends would be considered a bear market. But then I think uh, Andrew might know him better, but he might correct me here.
2: I, I don't uh, know. Like, Why are you bringing my I'm name sorry. up? Never <laughs> <There> mind! <we go.
1: laughs> Anyways, so, but for this, uh, for this week, uh, what was it not for this week, but in the last couple of weeks, uh, tech has definitely been in a bear market if you, or like medium size to smaller size tech companies have been consistently downtrending for the last two or three weeks. So I think a lot of people have been kind of getting sick of like buying the dip. So people buy the dip and it just continues to go down over and over again. And like there's different catalysts for each right? So the previous catalyst was, well, people thought it was just people rotating money at the end of the year. So a lot of people were doing something called tax loss harvesting. So that's where, I mean, people who are losing out on some money, they'll sell their stocks and then they get to write it off a little bit. And that's, a, that's a US thing, so I don't know how... Is it because
0: if you happen. don't sell it, you're not, like, realizing those losses?
1: Yes. So if you don't sell it, then you can't realize the losses, and you can't write it off your taxes for the following year. But then, and mm-hmm. then there's, like, a limit. So, yeah, if you, uh, you want to know more about tax loss harvesting, either contact your CPA or your financial <laughs> advisor. We ain't that. But anyways things have been kind of dying the last couple of days or a couple of weeks and the question is are we in a bear market are we in a bear market for tech um, and what are you guys doing for your portfolios because I Andrew and I are at least are pretty heavy into tech in comparison to like any other like uh, companies so or any other sectors
2: it hurts) <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I think uh, I, I think we talked about this previous episode where we talked about Jay Powell and the Federal Reserve having more of a hawkish outlook on raising interest rates.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh looks like they're going to preemptively raise it at least in March. It seems like the market's pricing that in. So yeah. um, it's not just like tech going down. It's also some other sectors going up like um the large banks have been trending upwards um except for today except for today which because- i don't know exactly what happened today today is the the 10th of january but at least for the overall trends um it seems like it's been like that so
1: yeah so you think it's just a rotation you think they're just rotating i mean most of the money is rotating out of like medium-sized tech companies to financial companies
2: i have no idea but i think what i was i've been reading is that um generally speaking hedge funds tend to or the market tends to um move money out of like like high PE uh companies in times when interest rates are gonna be going upwards yeah um and so it seems like that's what the market is trying to do right now um but i mean today there was this weird like recovery of sorts where people are um, buying yeah. back into some of the growth stocks and tech stocks that um, do have the higher PEs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe not, don't bit. even have a PE. <laughs> yeah,
1: Negative yeah. PE, infinite yeah. PE. Okay, so, so you think, we talked about it a little bit pre, before the show, but Andrew here thinks there's a lot of algorithm trading.
0: What does right? that mean?
2: <clears throat> so, uh, so, there's like um, a lot of like hedge, not a lot of hedge funds, but some hedge funds. Um, I think actually most hedge funds have some sort of like um, algo-based uh, trading schedule. So if something happens at a macro level, let's just say like I don't know, uh, factor like interest rate hikes, um, it will take into that. It will take that into account and try to react before the market reacts. And that means that they're trying to front run all the selling, yeah, so that they don't have to. Sell during after the dip, right? Or not mm-hmm. the dip, but just downward trend.
1: They create the dip essentially, right? Right, yeah, basically,
2: yeah. the market makers, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah. there's also people who are who do that at an individual level and they'll set like stop limits, um, or sell limits. Um, and so that's just for them to protect their as- their uh, investments, mm-hmm. um, from incurring losses or protect their gains.
1: Yeah. So, like, for example, like if you, like if you know for yourself, like you can't deal with like a fifteen percent loss, like anything. If you get to that fifteen percent loss, you kind of want to stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. Then you'll set a limit order for fifteen percent of the price that you paid for the asset, and then you're like, okay, everything has to go at this price. So when that happens, right, with big companies or not big companies, like individuals with a lot of money or like big hedge funds, if they execute these orders. It creates a lot of volume in the stock market and just causes the entire market to slide down, right? So we kind of saw that this morning. Like, literally, I think as the market opened, things just kind of started ticking down like hella fast until about midday today, where I guess, like, probably midday today, it hit a. Most of the stocks maybe hit, like, either a floor that a lot of the algos liked, so a lot of the algorithms. They're like, oh, this, like, this number that they said internally and they're like okay this number we should all buy back into like these like,
0: small <laughs> so they bought back what they just sold yeah they just bought back and then just like they
1: pushed up the price again mm-hmm. and then and then the thing that people are worried about is like you mentioned it before um before the show too dark the dead cat bounce where it's like <laughs> the thing just bounces up and it's like is this like a real like recovery or is it just kind of gonna fall back down again mm-hmm. which has been doing for the last couple of weeks so we actually don't know yeah. Yeah.
0: Because yeah, I was gonna say, like, for me, I think my portfolio has been okay. It's, I don't think it's hit too hard because I'm not like too heavy into tech. Um, That's nice. maybe not as like much as you both are but I mean, I still feel it because like the gains aren't that much now, because mm-hmm. it was oftentimes carried a lot by tech. But it's interesting to th- to think about that concept of the money just moving to somewhere else, like within the market. Like they're not actually pulling it out. And so like for those people who are invested in like index funds that capture like a wide breadth, then ideally it's kind of like netting the same gains, right? Maybe. Does it work like that? (laughs) Like the money's not going here, but now it's going over here. But if you uh, you have both of those in your stocks, then you kind of see it.
1: Yeah, you kind of stay flat.
2: I think it depends, right? Because it's under the assumption that like it it is like there's no money moving out of the market right Mm. so if it's like a purely just a rotation from like tech to i don't know some other sector i Mm. think you will end up feeling it more just because it's tech is more heavily weighted in most indices
0: right Mm.
2: but i think uh overall like that like you're the concept that you're you're basically asking i think holds true but so it's Um, only
0: scary like when people start moving their money outside of the stock markets because they yeah. they think like people want to cash yeah. Yeah. well
2: people are moving into the bond market right so it's not like it's not like uh that's not happening right mm,
1: that's true but, but it's like very it's, minimal though right
2: i think it's like yeah i think i'm not sure maybe someone who has more experience with this area um can speak to it but i think that for the most part um that movement between the bond and equity, between the bond and equity market happens like all the time,
0: mm-hmm.
2: particularly because people who are <clears throat> in like the latter part of their life, uh, like let's just say for their retirement funds are doing that like pretty regularly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the question is more like for the shorter term stuff, um, what happens? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So in the short term, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think the bear market is going to continue? At least in terms of tech sucks as a tech bull. I don't
2: quite understand how bad uh, an interest rate hike would have an impact on like some of these smaller companies, like Mm. conceptually, like, yes, like borrowing money is harder, but then like in actual practice. Right. What is that? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. um, A lot people hedge funds or VCs or a lot of these places that fund these um, startups Uh, might not take gutsier bets you know like just playing out money Mm -hmm. but um for those that are actually tried and true that are decent uh companies i feel like they would still have money behind them you know i mean
1: maybe but like i mean like with interest rate heights hikes right that just means your payments are going to be higher if you have to borrow new money right
0: so the profits might be
1: less
2: but it's impacting a lot of companies that don't even have like debt like that right yeah that's true so it's i mean like even look at big tech right so that's like the question
1: big tech hasn't re- do you, i don't think big tech's been impacted too much yet
2: i mean if no it has been it's been d- downward trending for the last past uh yeah but, yeah, so. but
1: very 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 slightly though right because like in comparison i to mean we're
2: comparing i think it's i think it's relatively still compared to its historical like activity on a downward trend right yeah a little that means there's movement movement outwards as people who own own the stock
1: yeah but that's just because like some of these big tech companies their their PEs were definitely a little bit overweighted.
2: but I'm just asking how does that how is that impacted by a rise in interest rates mm -hmm. like it, it has to be it can't be like a fundamental business uh, th- uh principle that gets impacted by interest rate hike. i feel like it's just the markets just reacting like moving money out of yeah. big tech or tech in yeah. general right yeah
1: and i think some of it's part of or part of it is that right i think people are just reacting to that that news of interest rates going up and like it might not actually have a fundamental change to a company itself if like they're the bigger more established companies because they're gonna find ways to go around it right yeah like like companies find ways to avoid taxes and they find ways to kind of like minimize interests and like most banks are going to try to work with these companies so it's mostly like I mean like we're definitely seeing it like mostly in like the mid, mid-sized companies right that have to borrow money or have debt outstanding so these companies who I mean they just can't borrow as much money right like they, they're limited based on like what they're making. So like their banks are gonna be reviewing what they're making and they're gonna be like, I'm gonna risk my money on this company that might not pay me back. Or I'm gonna risk my money on say like Amazon or Apple who will probably get, pay me back like more highly or even doing bonds, right? Bonds interest rates are getting higher. Yeah. The bonds went up. The 10 year yield jumped to like 1.8% today, which is crazy. Mm. So in reference, like, the most, I think it was like, during when Biden was getting elected, the highest it went was like 1.5, 1.6, because everyone was scared, like, uh, I think people were scared that he might, like, the Democrats might raise interest rates and stuff like that. So, like, people were running away and, like, for some reason it boosted up the 10-year yield. I I forget exactly why, but, like, now it just jumped up to 1.8, which is, like, insane. So that might be that might be one of the other factors that actually cause the algo selling, right? Because they, they they keep track of these numbers and they're like, oh, this just jumped up like crazy, and mm-hmm. they just had to sell off.
2: Yeah.
0: But yeah, I was gonna ask like because when you guys were talking earlier about like startups and or mid-sized companies compared to large cap companies, and when they're trying to borrow money from the bank, I remember there's like a rating, right, in terms of. How these companies are classified is that based, like how like it, like C series, B series, right? Is that like based on their likelihood of returning the money?
2: Oh, I think that's uh or is that, like, private equity. Different? So before they before their, I don't think that has to do with uh,
1: no borrowing not. potential. Yeah, there's a different yeah. there's a well there's like there's a there's different ratings, but the thing you were talking about is like different series of funding. And I forget how what, what contributes to raising the letter series. Do you know, like A series or B series mm. and C series?
2: I think aren't they sequential, or is it based on how much money they they were able to get valued at when funding? Getting I think
1: funding? it's sequential, but I forget like what, what triggers like the next series. We might have to call somebody up who knows private equity, but like I I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> did, did you look it up, Deck?
0: No, I just I'm coming up with. Hard questions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But
1: there are gradings for like um, types of bonds. So I know that like they are junk mm. bonds that they. I think they have like a C or B rating, and then like A tier bonds, which have like they have companies they're lending to like higher end companies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there there are things like that that consider the risk level of companies that they're lending to.
0: And, and that's different then, because I also remember hearing when people say, like, they want to go work at a startup, and, like, within startups, there's, like, A series, right? Is that true? Yeah, there's series like A C. funding.
1: Like, series A.
2: So um, that means the company that they're working for where it was able to get funding at a certain valuation mm-hmm. in the private equities market.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Are you looking at a private equity day? Are you done with the stock market? <laughs> <That was> no. <fun. laughs> uh, but that kind of leads up, or leads into the next topic. So the next topic was job market data. So job market data actually just came up last Friday. So that's um, what day was that? January seventh. And then it. So this is kind. This is the funny thing about the, jo- uh, the stock market. So the job, mar- the job market data is actually pretty good. So I think, uh, let me double check the numbers exactly. But I think the um, the the unemployment rate actually went down to three point nine percent, and then hourly earnings went up, year over year earnings went up about four point seven percent over the estimated four point two percent. So like as these things are increasing so much. uh, The Fed is like, okay, like the economy is recovering way too fast or like that's their mindset, right? It's recovering too fast or recovering too well. So now they feel like it's their job to kind of slow it down a bit or like not even slow it down. It's like it's time to like cut back on how much they're helping the economy grow. So then that kind of feeds into what Andrew was talking about, how now we're going to be, instead of quantitative easing where we're like giving money out to make it easier to borrow money, they're gonna be quantitative tightening where they are kind of like making it harder for people to borrow money. Kind of like what Andrew said, raising interest rates and all that a little bit earlier. So that also freaked out the market last Friday. Things went down and things kind of of that today. Um, any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on how the job market is recovering? Do you think that number is right? Cause like unemployment rate is at three, falls to 3.9%, which is like way too low. So I think personally, personally, just like knowing how it looks out there, like going outside, I feel like it's more like people are just dropping out of the job market rather than people considering Mm. themselves unemployed.
2: To be unemployed, you have to be, I guess like on a, like a numbers perspective, you have to be collecting unemployment, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And then you have to be actively searching.
2: Right. So I I would say that vast majority of people that are our age that are looking for work aren't collecting mm-hmm. unemployment. Are you sure? Oh yeah. I know so. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, I'm saying like people who Okay, so maybe this is like based on our like Wait, okay, what if they're not?
1: What if they're not collecting unemployment and they're still con- counted into that number? Let's just say they are counted into that number because they're actively searching. Do so right. you know anybody that who aren't actively searching and they're unemployed?
2: Mmm not really or they're
1: just self-employed now where they transition how did they to even life.
2: how do they collect those numbers
1: i'm pretty sure it's like people who are actively looking for jobs
2: like i feel like you have to be like reporting to the government to be actually considered that like to be had to be collecting mm-hmm. unemployment to be considered unemployment so i i'm pretty i feel like that is how else would they be able to get that number
1: Let okay, me. okay let me check but like, okay, what are you But I was just
2: gonna say that. I mean, I, I think one of the problems with like, um, just uh, anec- we have like anecdotal evidence, right? We either hear stories or we see, or we see it based on our the environment around us. Um, we have the bias of having relatively similar socioeconomic um, backgrounds with the people in our circles, right? Mm-hmm. And so, right. I think generally speaking, those who aren't looking for a job—oh, sorry—they're they're looking for—they're unemployed. But they're not like on paper unemployed. I feel like they're not they're not in a financial circumstance where they really need to get a job like right now, right? Some mm-hmm. of them are living at home or whatnot, so. Yeah. Maybe that's why I think that. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm actually not seeing too much about unemployment, right? They're just saying they take the number of people that are unemployed divided by the labor force. Right. So there's not much data.
2: So I'm pretty sure if they're unemployed, it's people who are cl- collecting benefits.
1: Oh, oh, okay. 16 years older or older, available to work full time in the past four weeks. And then they have to be actively looking for for work in the
2: last yeah, four weeks. So that's all based on whether they self-report. Because you can't collect your benefits unless you yeah. go in and show proof that you've been looking for work. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then they exclude people who are laid off yep temporarily laid off yep so yeah so it's i think honestly like that rate is just excluding a lot of people that are just like not looking for work anymore or they're mm. just self-employed now you know sure like, who started their own business especially like it's like a huge thing now where like people just kind of like started their own business online like etsy i feel like there was a bunch of new etsy etsy stores during uh hmm
0: right
1: like just think about I mean just think about all your friends who are kind of doing their own thing now rather than like actually looking for work hmm.
0: and it's this like, all like impacts the stock market too I guess I'm just kind of interested to learn more about how a low unemployment rate is impacting like the federal government's decisions on its policies
2: There's, I think there's a couple of factors so like one generally speaking at least from a I don't know like a purely economic standpoint but from a political standpoint low unemployment means that the um uh, man i can't think of words off the top of my head but (laughs) basically people the economy is being relatively efficient Mm. so there's like less people that aren't that are struggling to you know pay rent and it's all obviously a chain event because an economy economy is Re- requires participation, right, mm-hmm. between um, people. So uh, I think generally it's viewed upon as like a good thing mm-hmm.
0: yeah. to
2: have uh, low unemployment. But yeah. and from a, I think from a maybe a Federal Reserve standpoint, obviously not a member, <laughs> or, but um, I'm pretty sure it, it's like an excuse for them to say, hey, look, the economy is recovering. We don't need to be sending out, uh, you know, letting people borrow money, like businesses borrow money at really low rates we can actually bring it back up because look at what's happening around us costs are going up. So we need to make sure that all oh, this is, um, you know, like handled correctly. Yeah. 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 But obviously yeah, it's saying, not the single only indicator, right? Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And I'm just saying, I disagree with that because I think people have just fallen out of the job market mm-hmm. rather than like people are just being employed more nowadays. Cause I think when I go, like, at least like when I go through like, um, to re- retail stores or go to restaurants i feel like they're always trying to hire right now like if you go to target like mm. the higher signs are everywhere they go to like a restaurant like the higher signs are everywhere mm. so i don't think a lot of people are just not going back to those jobs
0: right but it might move to like a different industry like maybe they're yes. seeking employment in other like healthcare See, that's possible, or somewhere that's possible too yeah.
1: but then like do you think people were could have been trained that quickly in the last two years or less than that right i mean it could have been possible right
2: I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, <it could've, laughs> At least the yeah, vast majority of people, I don't think, were using the last past two years as a way to increase or gain skills.
1: Yeah. I, that was the goal, I guess, of the last two years, but I don't think people were doing it. So I think I think we're just missing out on numbers and that they're, they might be raising rates prematurely. In my th-
2: this might be kind of tangential, but I was um, on Twitter the other day and I was seeing how... Um, Someone made a remark. Some politician made a remark about how low skill or no skill labor has been um, lacking. People um, has been sorry. There's been a lack of people in those in those roles, right? Mm-hmm. And the the Twitter the tweet was commenting on that comments and saying how wow I can't believe they just switched up the narrative about how essential workers of the economy um, you know need to have their jobs or jobs back or have reasonable pay to wow, look at all these no-skill laborers that are not looking to uh, go get their job again, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the thing I wanted to talk about was how, what will happen when automation at one point um, replaces some of these things that are, I don't know, for the lack of being politically correct in some people's eyes, you know, no-skill or low-skill.
1: No, I agree with that, Yeah.
2: No, like, no. I'm saying, asking, I'm asking, what happens, right? Oh, what happens? What happens? Like, you, you have a whole bunch of people. Maybe some people today that are maybe trying to go into different fields, mm-hmm. but obviously don't have the skills to do so, like immediately.
1: Yeah. I mean, the hope would be to lax the like the education system a little bit, and then have people train through there, right? So like, there's no more need for people to like finish college in like four years. I mean, if you want to, you can but like you can just like push it back a little more where Mm -hmm. people can gain more skills before like going into the job force. Because now like jobs are requiring higher skilled people. And same thing for existing workers, right? We We would have to create a system where they have to retrain a lot of people who are working those roles right now. Right. And they would have to move in. But then like, honestly, I think it might be a long way away just because for one, we need unskilled labor to create these machines. And then second, we need, we need to like, there, there can't be just like an immediate switch. Like, so yes, I would so
2: disagree like... with you. I would say that any level of manufacturing that is not automated is skilled labor. You think so? I think so.
1: Wow.
2: Um, th- I think what I mean by unskilled labor, like, like or, no, I didn't say that unskilled. Said, yeah, unskilled workers is like mm. basically something that you you don't need any specialization in and you could work with like a high school diploma and like, uh, speaking proficiency.
1: Yeah. Really so like, no
2: knowledge of tools or that kind of stuff. Right.
1: But like, what about like, just like the assembly line, right. To Put the robots together. You, you right. don't have to know anything. You just kind of put it in place and that's it. Right. Sure. Sure. So like that is like unskilled labor technically.
2: Right. But there's automation happening at that level as well. Right
1: yeah but it's like a slow transition right because like it's right. complicated to like automate that process we know so it's, like, it's
2: hard to incentivize it's hard for to get everyone on board right yeah because talking like, about losing jobs yeah, or cutting jobs. decreasing jobs instead of adding jobs
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, uh, it's, it's i feel like that's such a hard question that's like a big macro level of what do you do to society when society is now changing at a pace that's really quick mm-hmm. and like a whole sector or industry might get replaced. Yeah, and,
2: and that's why that, I
1: think like yeah. you you're gonna have to have a slower transition than just like a, I think we could just honestly go from one point to another point like immediately.
0: Like, that wasn't I, startup. Listening. <laughs> this K <Okay>, drama. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember?
1: Yeah, it was the dad, right?
0: Yeah. His job was getting replaced. Yeah, the security. He was a
1: security worker, right? Mm yeah but i mean so unlike the startup like like scenario i think in terms like automating a lot of these jobs that are for unskilled workers it's just i think when you have a smoother transition it allows you for more time to train these people that are in those roles Mm -hmm. so like as you're going through with the, the transition into like a higher tech world they're in a better place to kind of like be in a world as well as like either the builder of those tools or either as like the people like maintaining them because like there's people that th- they're going to be needed to maintain them right, mm.
0: right.
1: so like you kind of need those people it's like less a little more skilled than unskilled
0: it might yeah. just look different
1: yeah right yeah. yeah yeah oh that was totally off topic
2: i said his attention
1: dude i don't remember the last topic. what was the last topic
2: we were talking about um the quantitative tightening
1: yeah but what was the last topic like at the, the Job. We, were, we were talking oh. about three topics so there's will
2: there be a recovery
1: oh will there be a recovery do you think there's gonna be okay when do you think the recovery is gonna be i think that's more interesting then will there... i feel like things aren't even that
0: bad right now <laughs> what like i would i would Whoa, expect okay. things to get a
2: lot worse <laughs> that's because he's a pii dude passive index investing you don't feel the brunt of it dog <laughs> <laughs>
1: bro okay well, okay not even okay not even talking about stocks but like will we ever recover in terms of covid because
0: like co- post covid that's what i'm saying like i think things are i think something is gonna happen bro.
2: <laughs> Damn, what is this doomsday sayer dude yeah. um i think i was having a conversation with my dad's friend and he was saying that he he read an article about how the omicron variant is a smart variant uh, if you look at it, if you look at mutations as like evoli- evolutionary adaptations,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, the Omicron variant is highly contagious, but it's its symptoms are relatively mild, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at delta, it's um, I'm not know, I don't know if it's like less contagious than like its predecessor. It was, it was but definitely it nef- yeah. definitely not as contagious as Omicron, right? yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but its symptoms are extremely bad. Yeah, and way, so for, the host. <laughs> right, for, from an evolutionary perspective, the life cycle of a virus, of a, of a virus, no, but realistically, this is like, what is it, pandemic, the game, realistically, you want something that can spread relatively quick so that you can um, continue to reproduce and take over new different hosts, right, and mm-hmm. In some ways, um, the article is stating that this is actually signaling an end, end of the pandemic as we transition into a, uh, a phase where it becomes a lot more like the seasonal cold flu.
0: I've heard about that. Yeah.
2: Um, and whether or not that's true, whether or not it's been peer reviewed, I don't know, right? <laughs> but if I'm bullish on the stock market, that's the narrative I'm going to choose. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's another really famous person that uh, backs this idea. I think it's Bill Ackman, who's also bullish on the stock market.
1: <laughs> this is called, uh, what's it called? What's this called? Confirmation bias. Yeah, confirmation bias. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know recently there's news? This might go with Derek's idea, the Tuesday idea, but basically there's this new thing where they're calling it
2: Flumacron? oh, Deltacron. Like
1: or something, Delta Cron. Delta oh. oh. So they found in some people where they had both combined, like it was like a mixture of the two. So the scary. The scary thing about that.
2: It's not a variant, though, right? It's, it's just they variant. have both.
1: Yeah, they have both. Yeah, that's chill. I don't care. <laughs> no, but what if they combine? Like, what if they, like mix? they mate?
2: Yeah, they, this they is where they we're work. like ah, uh, we're stepping into an area of biology that we don't we don't unless
1: unless like because like i know people can have both and they're separate right because like most of the tests will pick that up or like the multi-part test will pick mm-hmm. that up right but then like i've never seen them call it delta cron so like, the only dude, it's a headline. It's like, sensational. dude, the only reason they call it delta Crown is is come somehow like combined. It with-
2: <laughs> Ke- Kevin's got puts on the whole entire market confirmed.
1: No, nah, 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 I, 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 I closed all my puts. <laughs> I'm back to being bullish.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so, actually okay. crazy. We're living in, and as investors, we're so new. <laughs> like we don't. We started. In, I
2: mean, like maybe not Kevin, but. Derek and I started investing during COVID, right?
0: Yeah, so we <laughs> do is like, level, like what this situation is, <laughs> and like we're dealing with interest rates, like we're trying to learn how to navigate our portfolio through that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot. Okay,
1: so like to end the show today,
0: what's oh, a show?
1: When are we recovering? Yeah, okay, sure. When are we recovering? Please tell me. Okay, put in your predictions right now. So okay, obviously so you can send in your predictions if you feel like it, but. Guys, what do you guys think your your predictions
0: are for the next year? Twenty twenty two is gonna be a bear market. Whoa! <laughs> that's big. But I think like people will be okay. Like I think I just think that it's not gonna be as crazy as twenty twenty one. Maybe maybe like a slightly bull, but not like a nice bull. Okay. Like
1: a nice bull? Like a
0: cow? I think games this year aren't gonna be as crazy as people might hope.
1: Hmm. Okay. that's my but then like how long okay how long will COVID last
0: then definitely all of 2022 <laughs> damn okay. okay well it's like that that normal that we talked about where like even if things start getting lax i think i think covid restrictions might get updated if omicron turns out to be what we hope where it's kind of just like, like a nothing. seasonal flu thing because currently like if you have covid you can't travel mm-hmm. and like all those restrictions were based off of like the severity of um, COVID, and and I think it's still a little too early to tell. But I, I just think with policies and everything like that, it's hard for those to change so super quickly. So I wouldn't be surprised if like COVID is still around by like winter.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think, from my perspective, there's two things I want to get at. One is that um, from a larger macroeconomic uh, cycle perspective, we are due for a recession. And people have been, notably oh God, Elon God, Musk, notably <laughs> Elon Musk has said that he thinks that uh, it's possible a recession might hit in March. Oh, I
0: notably. saw
2: that. Um, two is that that economic cycle has been not necessarily following patterns due to all the craziness of the pandemic, mm. right? The fed- the federal government gotten in- got involved so um, deeply into the economy. I think um, what we might expect based on prior history is not exactly the way it'll play out today. Um, so my bet is no bet.
1: <laughs> Your bet is no. That's my not bet fair. is no
2: bet. My bet is no bet. Is that, in that's sense still that that's still I still negative? That's still negative. I still think. I still think that there is an upside. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we learn to be with humans again. <laughs> we find love. <laughs> yeah. We find compassion.
2: I'm saying financially. Oh. <laughs> I still think there's an upside uh, to the markets, but um, we shall see.
0: Mm. Yeah. Y'all are... Wow.
2: Yeah. Not that
0: well, bullish, Kevin.
1: But
2: I would say that I'm not a bear.
1: Yeah. Either. Not like Derek. Say Mar- I, okay. Let me just give my... My two cents. I think, in terms of the SPY, I agree with Andrew, where, like, the returns are not going to be that good this year. I'm no, not am Oh, Derek? No, Derry right. no, said bear market. That's I said bear,
0: but then, like, I, I'm just saying, like, that's I think decline. it's not going to be crazy, like, 20. For personal okay, interest,
2: yeah. he still wants positive returns this year, man. <laughs> know,
0: so I last year, I think negative. the S&P returned 30%. That's so crazy. <laughs> where the crazy. average has been, like... It's supposed ten. to be seven no, or so, ten. So I
1: think this upcoming year, the S&P is going to be like three to five. I think it's going to be a pretty flat year.
0: Okay. And I then, agree with that. The,
1: th- the thing about, uh, that's not a bear market, Ben. Bear market. I said goes, it with a slight. Eh. Bear market <laughs> goes like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but the, I think the, what's it called? So with what Elon mentioned, I think, it depends on how the Fed handles it, and my hope, at least in March, with the increasing of rates, I think they're gonna learn. I hope they learn from twenty eighteen, where they increased rates too quickly, and they're gonna take it, take a chill pill, and just like take it slow. Even though like things are recovering, just be like cautious about how things are actually recovering. Like read into like job market data a little more, read into like CPI data a little more is it really because like money was pumped out or is it really because like we're at a shortage like just read into it a little more and then like hope then we will be okay for the rest of 2022. but if they're just like they're just gonna react on based off like simple numbers like that i think we're screwed but
0: and i think like that's to why nominate I, kevin into the financial review no no no,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> i think i think that's probably why elon's like we're effed after march and having a recession because he doesn't believe in the government doing the right thing
2: it's very possible. Yeah, it's very possible. <laughs> very
1: possible. Yeah, that's today's episode. Y'all are so negative. I'm not own. negative. Dang,
2: bro. We'll see I'm see. The I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle, okay? There's the bull, there's the ape, and then there's the You're the ape. Bear. <laughs> I'm the ape. That's a thing? No, <laughs> no it's not a thing. <laughs>
1: why ape?
2: if anything the ape should be in the left side of the bowl
1: yeah he should be like on my side <laughs> but okay we'll see you guys next week these guys will probably change their mind but we'll see i'm just kidding all right see you guys
2: bye